Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Don Fight, administrator of Little Flower Parish in Middle Branch. Good morning, Father. Good morning to you too, Tim. We're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about what we believe as Catholics. And all week long, we've been talking about prayer. So today, we're going to continue and talk about sources of prayer. And uh, question 490 of the UCAT asks, is it enough to pray when you feel like praying? If that's the way you approach it, Tim, I'm afraid some of us wouldn't pray very often uh, because we either don't we don't feel like praying. Uh, we might feel like not praying because we're discouraged or because we're busy or have a million reasons. But uh, so therefore, we can't depend on our feelings. No, uh, we have to very much. It's the Catechism says, uh, if we take God seriously, uh, we have to uh, be faithful to prayer and not depend on feeling. We just pray because it's the right thing to do, and uh, it's what I must discipline myself to do uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit and. Uh, you know, I like that quote uh, St. Paul says in Romans 8 when he says, we don't know how to pray. <laughs> you know, we let the Holy Spirit groan within us. Uh, I've always been comforted by the fact that the Holy Spirit is groaning uh, in the sense that it's, it's such a longing. The Holy Spirit's longing for, for something to be true, whether it's my own heart needing to turn more attentively to the Lord, or whether it's some situation that is beyond my ability to know how to pray, the Holy Spirit will help. Mm -hmm. And so just trust and don't wait for feeling. Well, you know, it's hard to love somebody that you don't know. And if we don't have a, a, a discipline of daily prayer, how are we going to love God if we don't know God? And how are we going to know and love God if we don't pray and talk to him and at the same time listen to what he has to say to us? And that's the key uh, there, the, uh, the, to, the word listen. Uh, so often, I think when we were children, we thought prayer was saying. Oh, I'm going to say the Our Father, I'm going to say the Hail Mary, or I'm going to say the Rosary today. Um, but it was the idea that I speak to God. But uh, I, I don't know when it was. that I, Maybe it was when I entered the seminary and began attending classes in, in uh spirituality, that it really dawned on me when that prayer is going to have to be more than that. It's going to have to be a listening. So even as I'm saying words, I want to be listening. Uh, am I good at that? Once in a while, but often I still need to learn. I'm still a babe at heart huh? when it comes to listening to God. That's so much of prayer, too, is to be able to sense that uh, God wants to share with me. And so I should not just talk. I should listen. Well, one of the best places to listen uh, at Sacred Heart, we're blessed with perpetual adoration. So the Blessed Sacrament is uh, exposed where we can go in the silence of the chapel and just listen. And again, I've heard in more than one places that God talks to us in the silence. So the only way we can get quiet is to 
empty our mind of all the distractions and also empty our environment. So when you go to church and it's quiet, now God can speak to me and I can listen. And it's like, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And I just heard a story, uh, a truth uh, that's happening uh, recently where a uh, a person told me that they um, uh, happened to be in a in a scripture study session with other Christians, and one of the participants was a, was a pastor of a, another Christian church, and this person mentioned that they were going to leave the Bible study to go up to their church for an hour of adoration, and the pastor asked, well, what do you mean by that? So she said, well, would you like to come and find out? And uh, so the pastor went along, and uh, but became so intrigued now uh, the pastor has said to my Catholic friend, do you know what? I often stop in the church now to prepare my homily because I get too busy here around my church and I find this Catholic way of praying helpful to me. I go and I just listen there before the Lord and then put thoughts on paper for, for what I'm going to preach on. So the prayer of adoration is, uh, is an opening to people. Anybody can stop in and just be with Jesus. And uh, uh, I remember at one time when a lady came to my church and uh, uh, she, uh, I didn't think she, based on the tradition I knew that she worshiped in that she would have any sense of Jesus' presence in the Holy Eucharist. But when I genuflected in front of Jesus and explained that he was there in the, in the tabernacle, uh, uh, and I, I said, I don't suppose you would believe that. And she said, I could believe that. You know, so I think there's an openness uh, that mm -hmm. is growing in the uh, church that Jesus has chosen to be present with us as bread of life in the Eucharist and in the presence of the, uh, that he gives us both in the tabernacle and in the particular way that we open the doors of the tabernacle and place the host in front of us for adoration prayer. Mm -hmm. I love it. I, I, I have a late night holy hour that I keep uh, every week. And again, we've been blessed at Sacred Heart since like 1994 of having perpetual adoration and even though it's late at night and I got to get up in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. I really enjoy that because that's my holy hour and that's my time with Jesus. And again, it's away from the hustle and bustle of work and family and all the things that go on during the day. At two o'clock in the morning, it's really quiet in the chapel. Yes, and I love yeah. it. So, so question uh, four ninety one of the UCAT asks: Can you learn to pray from the Bible? And I would say absolutely, or I'm in big trouble because <laughs> as a priest, I am invited to pray what we call the Liturgy of the Hours, which, uh, Tim, I know you've told me you too are learning. I think you mentioned that earlier this week, uh, to pray these various hourly prayers. Uh, and uh, I'm sure you've uh, not been surprised to learn that most of those prayers are very biblical. Uh, we pray 90% of the prayers are right from the scriptures, the Psalms particularly. Mm -hmm. And uh, so can we learn to pray from the Bible? Absolutely. Uh, the Psalms are, well, they're the prayer of Jesus for one thing. Uh, he prayed as a, a Hebrew. And where did the Hebrews get their prayers? From King David primarily. Uh, what a gift his prayers are to us. Huh? So um, one time somebody asked me, what's your favorite Psalm? And that was a, a wake-up call to me to get more even deeply into the prayer because most of us can easily say, oh, I suppose the Good Shepherd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, because we're so familiar with that. But to learn that I can pray from 150 prayers that take me through moods that are, no matter what they are, whether I'm angry or whether I'm confused or whether I'm puzzled or whether I'm just happy and joyful uh, or whether I'm just in need of asking for help, 
every mood that I can go through is there in the Psalms. And so uh, certainly those scriptures particularly can help me to pray. But uh, there's other prayers too. Uh, there's canticles uh, that are sung by people like Hannah uh, in the Old Testament. There's uh, the canticle of Miriam on the shores of the Red Sea, uh, seeing that they had been saved from the Egyptians. Uh, there's the beautiful canticles of, uh, of Zechariah that the church finds so beautiful. We sing it every morning as part of our morning prayer. And then the climax of our canticles is Mary's prayer, the Magnificat, that we sing every single evening huh, in the evening prayer of our church. So can we learn to pray from the Bible? Absolutely. One of the beauties of the Catholic Church is that everything we do is Christ-centered, and in particular, our worship is Bible-centered. Every right. Mass, we hear the liturgy of the Word, and then the second part is the liturgy of the Eucharist. So we, uh, And by going to daily Mass, we go through the Bible. I've been going to daily Mass for 20 or 30 years. I'm, I'm not sure how many times I've been through the Bible. Sure. But I don't get tired of it because it seems that sometimes I, I catch myself like, I'm not familiar with that verse. And I've probably heard it a dozen times before or read it a dozen times. And yet it's still, the depth of it is still, I'm still discovering the depth and the meaning of having God speak to me through the, the holy and sacred scriptures. And it's always a living word, isn't it? So it, it isn't just what I might have learned uh, in a Bible study class or me in a seminary class. Uh, it isn't enough to go back and do research. I have to open myself to what is God saying to me today or to this community today as I'm preaching the word. I have to pray over it. What does God want me to say at this time? Uh, what is the word saying? That's right. It might be uh, one verse that leaps out, and that's the verse that uh, we're moved to pray with or to preach and to meditate on. So let's talk a little bit more about the prayer of the church. Uh, question 492 asks, does my personal prayer have something to do with the prayer of the church? Uh, yes. Each one of us uh, is what is personal prayer if it's not surrender to the Lord in those forms that we talked about yesterday when we just lift up our prayer in praise of God, in adoration of God, in petition uh, or intercession, in thanks. Uh, all of these ways of praying uh, are all fulfilled in the liturgy of the church. Um, uh, whether it's the daily hours, uh, whether it's uh, uh, prayer of some particular season as we long for the coming of the Lord during Advent, whether we are praying during the time of, of Lent for, uh, uh, Lord, I need to be sorrowful for my sins because it's my sins that, that led Jesus to the cross. And so we, we come during that season of the year, the Paschal mystery, Jesus dying and rising. Uh, my personal prayer can always be part of the prayer of the church, that my life more and more should become one with the church. And, uh, with, with, and what is the church? The body of Christ. So all prayer ultimately is leading me more and more into Jesus, and if I'm with Jesus, I'm being led to the Father. And, and the prayer of the church uh, called the Liturgy of the Hours or the Breviary or the Divine Office ordained priests and, and brothers and sisters in the church make a commitment to do the Liturgy of the Hours on a daily basis. We do. So again, a lot of non-Catholics might be surprised that you literally spend almost two hours a day reading the scriptures as a priest or a brother or a sister. And that makes me feel so close even to the, all the people of Israel, uh, my Hebrew brothers and sisters. Huh? Um, I, wonder, I sometimes wonder, do they know how close I feel to them because of the fact that it's their prayer 
in the, in the Psalms particularly that I, I'm constantly using as my way to coming to God. And as Catholics, we're simply fulfilled Jews. That's right. Because we believe everything that the uh, Orthodox Jewish people believe, including uh, the Savior coming. Uh, the difference is we believe he's already come and he's coming a second time while they're still waiting for the sure. first time. So we're, uh, the ultimate prayer of the church, come, Lord Jesus, come. Huh? Uh, Maranatha. Uh, we're asking that the day of the Lord would come to us. Beautiful. One last question uh, before we end the show, Father. 493 asks, what are the characteristics of Christian prayer? And the Catechism says uh, our prayer must always be prayer in faith and hope and charity. Uh, it's a persevering prayer. It's a prayer of surrender in my faith. It's a prayer that, that is uplifting. It's hopeful. It really believes that the victory will be God's. And it's always a prayer of charity. It's a prayer because God is love. I'm always, uh, as St. John Bosco says, to know the will of God. Uh, that's what I need to do. I need to pray. I need to wait. I need to take counsel. Huh? And ultimately, that is uh, founded in the love of God. Uh, that where God, where love is, there is God. Huh? And uh, so I know that uh, that's going to be my ultimate prayer: to be in heaven and to be praying with God forever. The prayer of love of God and God's love for us. Won't Amen. That, won't that be great? Amen, Father. We've been listening to Father Don fight as we go through the UCAT. And as we've talked about prayer and what it means. Until next time, this has been your host, Tim Perry, reminding you that God loves you more than you can even imagine. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.